The floors creak. The walls moan. The smell of a long-forgotten perfume wafts through the halls as you hear children cry in the distance. And that's just walking in on a random Tuesday. The real haunts begin when the sun goes down and the ghosts get lonely. All they want is some attention, someone to play with, a hand to hold, a bed to sleep in, a body to curl up next to. And if you're lucky enough, that body and bed might just be yours at the Occidental Hotel. Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. I'm Megan. And I'm fighting for my life over here. I was running out of breath. Oh, no. <laughs> um. So, obviously, this is late again. I feel like this happens a lot, and it's really annoying, but you know what? I think it's harder when it's just two people. Uh-huh. Like, if we had a third person and one of us was sick we could trudge on without but i mean can't really talk to nobody yeah and now i'm fighting for my life so so yeah it's just not something's going around i mean there's a lot of things going around right now um there's you know covid always uh there's a cold right now there's the flu right now we're not positive for covid i hate honestly we should take everything seriously like mm-hmm. we should just do that like i had to wear a mask today and i had someone be like so what's that about i'm like what does it like what does it matter what's wrong with me i'm just trying to like make sure you don't get what i get because this is miserable this sucks right luckily it's only seems like it's going to be a few days because maddie had it gave it to me i think i gave it to you yeah here we are Hmm. well and i think even jordan was sick for a little bit but i don't know if she's sick from like something like this or from teething but that too yeah there's just so many things yeah so whoops but anyway uh we're still trying to make this happen for you we didn't want to be super late so if yeah. hopefully all goes to plan this was just a day late so <laughs> i know we're gonna give it a little college try yeah uh so we are on the last state of our uh little run here mm-hmm. wow it's all come down to this it has <laughs> <laughs> i don't hopefully it's a good one i don't know i'll tell you we are obviously in if you know the alphabet of the united states we are in wyoming oh yeah now trying to find a place to cover i came across one city that i really wanted to use but i couldn't find anything like super great in it and it was casper wyoming mm. oh that's that, funny oh I, i'm like why does that sound so familiar if anybody is familiar with um drum corps international uh-huh I believe it is the Troopers Drum and Bugle Corps that is out of Casper, Wyoming. So nice. There you go. Which they uh, they had some good stats this year. Good for them. Or this year? Yeah. Gosh, time is crazy. (laughs) My gosh. Anyway, they did really good. And actually, uh, my old high school band director is the low brass um, coordinator for the Troopers. So cool. Random. Okay. Yeah little little tidbits for you and then uh another location i looked at it was in i think it was called medicine bowl wyoming <laughs> like ball but no bowl. medicine bowl 
bowl. I know, like a bowl. <laughs> like my, I know my, I sound weird because I, my nose is stuffed up. And I know we're gonna try not to sniffle, cough, sneeze, gag, whatever in the microphones. Uh, it might be hard. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta do my best. <laughs> I'll cut what I can. We okay. won't make you guys suffer like we have to suffer. All right. So where are we exactly? So we are actually in Buffalo, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Where the buffalo roam. Yeah, pretty much. Like, honestly, <laughs> I I don't remember. I feel like it'll probably be in my notes, but um, it should be in my notes. I, I'll say it anyway, just in case. They picked the name Buffalo by quite literally just putting names in a hat at the local saloon. Mm-hmm, and nice. then they drew it out. They're like, Buffalo it is. Neat. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know, because I know Wyoming is considered, like, the Wild West, and truth be told, I never thought about Wyoming in that way. I always think of, like, why Texas or Arizona or something, not Wyoming. I I don't know. Wyoming does give me very, like, Texas gives me, like, Texas and Arizona and New Mexico, that whole strip there, gives me Nevada. very... Uh, what? Like new money Western kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. I, I just flip my hair for those who can't see. Yeah, yeah. Where Wyoming is like the down and dirty West. That's true. That's it. That's how it is in my mind. It when I picture Wyoming, I guess I picture Red Dead Redemption. They do have when cowboys you tell me Tex- on their license plates. They sure do, Cotton. <laughs> Well, all I can think of was an American Dad episode where Snot has to lie. He has to run away from Steve and he tells him his mom wanted to move to Cheyenne. He's like, she went to Cheyenne. They have a cowboy on the license plate. (laughs) That's all I can think of. Well, there you go. I wasn't going to give you that bit of information, but I'll give you some more information. Okay. Including this. Buffalo. This is coming from, we're going back to Old Faithful. That's not very faithful, but whatever. Uh, world population review or something word uh buffalo is a city located in johnson county wyoming buffalo has a 2023 population of 4667 small town nice it's also the county seat of johnson county hey that's been a minute i know buffalo is currently growing at a rate of 2.19 percent annually uh, and its population has increased by 6.72% since the most recent census, which recorded a population of 4,373 in 2020. We're moving to Buffalo. Yeah, they're on like a <laughs> steady, like, diagonal incline. incline. Yeah. Sorry, I had to breathe away from the microphone. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, the average household income in Buffalo is 61222 They're doing nice. pretty good. With a poverty rate of... 18.06 yeah, could be better good. could be worse uh the median rental costs so now i'm gonna tell you i got both of these numbers from the same source for continuity's sake it's a hot mess like i don't <laughs> i don't understand uh the average household no i already said that the median rental cost in recent years comes to i decided on one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars a month which is right around the average mark uh-huh and then the median house value <laughs> what i decided on was three hundred eighty one thousand six hundred and eight dollars so still under the national average which is sad yeah but pretty high but also when i tell you that i found sources that told me as low as i think it was 225 okay and as high as 450 like, we're talking over a $200,000 difference. 
Jesus. Right. And I also saw some rents that were saying around 800 all the way up to, you know, 1250. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand your numbers, folks. And it's the same in the sense that, like, I've talked about how my house is valued, depending on the source that you're looking at, has about a $20,000 difference. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. Anyway, the median age in Buffalo, she's a little older, is 49.2 years. I figured. With males running about 47 years and females running 54.2. All right. So, yeah. According to the most recent ACS, the racial composition of Buffalo was white. Uh, white. 92.41% white, 3.55% two or more races, 1.37% black or African American, 1.12% Native American, 1.07 Asian, 0.48 other, and no Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander. Okay. Huh. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't breathe. I'm running out of air so fast. <laughs> Good God. So I was just going to move on from there because that's usually the demographics that we point out. But I said I had some interesting standout statistics on the page as well, including while breaking down home ownership versus renting, they broke it down by gender, like so male, female, married, non-family and all whatever all means. means. Yeah. Okay. Um, All what all categories have something listed except for one. Like every category, at least someone in that category either rents or owns a home except for one of those categories. Okay. Which category do you think? What do I have? Married, not married, divorced? No, married, not married, all male or female Uh, or family. (gasps) Family or female or both? Are they both options? male, female, married, non-family or all. Sorry. Female. No. Oh, Male. What? Not one male is listed as either owning or renting in his name. Huh. Like there were just, it's zeros across the board. What? That can't be. I know. It's odd. So interesting. I don't, I don't understand why, but that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it does omit some information from that page, as we've learned, as we have to dig for median rental and home value. But right. what an odd thing to note. Yeah, I, don't, I. Huh. OK. And then the other thing is, when it comes to higher education, uh, women far outweigh men. Like, it's pretty male heavy in the some high school, high school, some, some college. college yeah. But when it hits associate bachelors and graduate women. All the way. What's going on in Buffalo that the women are... Well, that's okay. But the, the, the pay gap, I wanted to note, although the women are the most educated in this city, the uh-huh. pay gap is still existing. Uh, it's less than, <sighs> it's less like, you know, atrocious than others we've seen. But males average 50000 32 a year. Women average 34482 a year. So about 60000 less. 16000 less. My like, gosh. What? Oh, man. <laughs> So I'm looking up jobs in Buffalo, Wyoming, because what the heck is going on? I know. Maybe there's just not highway maintenance, highway construction. So a lot of management Housekeeper. That's on. Veterinary assistant. Auto part sales. It sounds like a lot of trade stuff. I guess. A news reporter. 
All right. For the Buffalo Bulletin. Hey, get out oh, there. Oh, the Buffalo Bulletin. I think I come across that in my notes somewhere. Sandwich artist at Subway. <laughs> Stop. Anyway, so I did have one last little bit. Okay. And I apologize. I'll make it fast, but I have to get on a soapbox. <clears throat> oh, Just... <laughs> Stop, stop. This is for real. The poverty rate among those that worked full time for the past 12 months in Buffalo mm-hmm. was 8.11%. Keeping in mind the average is, n- how much did I say? 19. 18, 18 19. 18.06%. So it says the poverty rate among those that worked full time for the past 12 months was 8.11%. It should be zero, but go off. Uh, that gets better. For those that did not work at all, the poverty rate was 19.56%. Okay, I I know where you're going, but go on. Among those working part-time, it was (sighs) 26.75%. Huh? Uh Uh-huh. I wrote this out so I can just go by script and not deviate, so I'm just going to read it. You can interject as you wish. Okay. I said I've heard it a million times, even a couple of times today. Actually, literally, someone today said, people just don't want to work, and this is untrue. Uh, We live in a capitalist society. Everybody wants money. So everybody understands this, that they need to work at least a little bit. The people that don't understand are the powers that be like they don't understand that people people want to work. Everybody, they don't want to work for poverty level wages. Uh And the current minimum wage minimum wage in Indiana is poverty level on a good day. Yeah. Uh, The Nobby. Oh, that's okay. Uh, and then the, there are businesses that boast about paying like higher than hourly or higher than minimum wage. Uh, and then they won't give you full time hours because they don't want to pay for the benefits. They don't want to pay more in taxes. So you end up not making any more money. So you're working multiple part time positions. And you'll notice that the people are, that are unemployed are less in the poverty level than the people that are par- employed part time because it's all a joke because people would rather make a semi living wage by not working than work their butts off at multiple part time jobs only to be impoverished the end the end yeah no don't ever tell me don't ever tell me that people just don't want to work people don't want to work for poverty level wages right the fact that you would be more impoverished having a part-time job than if you were to just be getting government assistance is mind-blowing so no (laughs) people don't because they see a job that says hiring at 18 an hour they're like cool Mm-hmm. You only get 28 hours a week. So now yeah. you're working three 18 hour job or sorry, $18 an hour jobs, all of which just kill you in taxes. Uh-huh. So you're not even making enough. You're not making enough money. It's I don't blame the people who think that they will make more money unemployed than trying to fight for their life because working multiple jobs because are. they do. They because they do. Are. <laughs> That's all. Someone really said to me today that because we were busy. The other thing that made me mad is they said that we were really busy. I work in a coffee shop. We all know this by now. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, it was in the morning. That's that's peak time for coffee, right? right? Like you wouldn't walk into a restaurant on a Friday night, be told it's a 45 minute wait and go, man, they must be understaffed. You just go, it's a Friday night at a restaurant. That makes sense. Right. But people want to walk into a coffee shop any morning before 9 a.m. and be like, oh, it's really busy. Are you understaffed? I said, no. I mean, we're hiring people, but not really, no. She's like, oh, I, I get that. I have to deal with that. People just don't want to work. And I said, I did not say we're understaffed, first of all. Second of all, it's a coffee shop at 8 a.m., so of course we're going to be busy. Uh, I just, oh, yeah, man, it sent me down this whole spiral, and then I saw this statistic. I said, good, good. 
Dude, I had the same conversation with um, a body shop here in town when we wrecked part of our car or part of our car got damaged on the way home from a vacation. Anyway, I had to have my mother take me to pick up the car and I was in like my Sunday best. I was in sweatpants and like a t-shirt <laughs> and I wasn't, but I work at a bank. I have a pretty decent job at a bank and um, you know, I like my job and I make good money doing it and you wouldn't know by seeing me out in public than the way I looked in that moment and of course my mother is taking me to pick up the car and so the guy is we're signing off to to get my car back and he's talking to my mom he's not talking to me because what what would I know and I'm just a silly millennial in his yeah, eyes idiot. and he was like uh said something about how um people not wanting to work like they had office staff but they're not there and they keep leaving they keep quitting and he's like yeah i just nobody wants to work anymore and he looks at me looks me dead in the eye without any hint of sarcasm says no offense but it's just your generation you guys just don't want to work and i said wow (laughs) like i I, I just don't speechless. know. I just don't know if I would have kept my cool at that point. I would ask him like, are you hiring and what are you paying? And that's why they don't work. And yeah. actually I do have a full time job much I, comfier than yours probably. So the guy doesn't know that I know him more. Um, I know him more than he realizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to say how, but I do know him and he doesn't realize this. And so I'm like, sir, I know you're a D bag in every sense of the word in any setting, professional or not. So it's all right. <laughs> it's not generational. It Well, okay. It could be generational, but it's that we've come to realize that we are going to kill ourselves trying to keep up financially, mm-hmm. working all of these part-time jobs. When you know what the government, if, Jesus, I would live off government handouts if I knew that it was going to pay me more than what I'm doing, like working my butt off every week. After COVID and a lot of people lost their jobs, they weren't considered essential workers. They had to go home. They're now living off government wages. They probably had a very eye opening experience. They're like, wow, I can live off this better than I could live working at my part time job. Yeah, Because God knows it didn't come from the uh, the. checks that we were yeah. getting the relief checks that america got i know our other countries listened to us and you guys got better benefits than we did yeah uh, most of you did yeah we're talking america's in particular it was a joke honestly for the time frame that we were given the money that we were given broke down to like maybe dollars not cents? even dollars a day cents a day uh so it was stupid yeah 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 so um what was i gonna say oh people making more money so then when you know the the ban is lift not the ban but when the stay at home is lifted and they're the job these jobs these part-time jobs these low-paying minimum wage jobs are begging people to come back and they're like we'll start you at ten dollars an hour instead of seven dollars an hour and it's like Mm-mm. and they're like how about 15 no 18 you can match like- <laughs> what i was making on unemployment or you can't have me right and they're like no one wants to work anymore they all just want to mooch off the government no they found out they could make a better living at home why go back and like kill yourself for a job that doesn't and care it's funny that everybody i think everybody's kind of common idea for the most part is like to poop on the government forget the government like take down the big man kind of thing but it's mm-hmm. like when we do by t- just taking his money they're like but not like that yeah, yeah get over yourself 
Wow, we we rambled anyway. I know, it's all right, guys. but we I feel like we kept it. Uh, no, we didn't. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, that's all I'm saying. If somebody ever says nobody wants to work, just remember all of that. Nobody wants to work for poverty level wages. That the is what end. it is. Yeah. I literally put the end. <laughs> so anyway, this next chunk that is about Buffalo, we're getting back on track, I swear. I don't even know how long it was. Maybe like less than 10 minutes, right? uh, I know. (laughs) Anyway, um, this is actually coming from Buffalo, Wyoming's like gov website website or whatever. Uh, Buffalo, Wyoming is nestled in the foothills of the beautiful Bighorn Mountains and is conveniently Mm -hmm. located at the intersections of interstates 25 and 90. Love them. I know neither of those. Exactly. Wyoming State Highway 16 on its way from Mount Rushmore to... What? (laughs) Y'all, I'm sick. I'm ill. Um, Wyoming State Highway 16, on its way from Mount Rushmore to Yellowstone National Park, runs through Buffalo. That's all I was trying to say. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, The Cloud Peak Scenic Byway is a safe and easy drive between two of America's most popular national treasures. Neat. Uh, Buffalo's Main Street has more than a dozen historic buildings, including the Occidental... Occidental. Occidental Hotel, uh, which, spoilers, that's what we're talking about. I've said it differently in my head this whole time, so whoops it daisy No. Uh, it includes the Occidental Hotel where Owen Wister's Virginian finally, uh, quote, got his man. I don't know if you're going to come across that or not. No. Yeah, it's, <laughs> not it, that it says that's where Owen Wister's Virginian finally got his man. I don't know what the heck. Okay. Uh, the impressive Jim Gatchel Museum has over 15,000 artifacts from the American Old West. Many other Wyoming historical sites are just a short drive from Buffalo, including Fort Phil Kearney, Fetterman's Massacre Site, uh, Wagon Box Fight, and the infamous Hole in the Wall. <laughs> they, yeah. <laughs> Why did you uh, say it like that? Glory hole. I don't oh, know. That's what it's. God. I don't know. But I was, do have to stop you. It is Occidental. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do all because that. Because Occidental actually means something. That's not just like somebody's name. Occidental is relating to the countries of the West. Oh, well, I was right. There you go. Anyway, the hole in the wall is the hideout of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid along with the rest of the Wild Bunch. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, what but, they called me in high school. <laughs> the Wild Bunch. Shut up. No, whatever you said, Butch Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I haven't used that joke in a while. Uh, shut up. Buffalo's just a short drive to skiing, boating, camping, hunting, fishing, guest ranches, lakes, streams, and mountains. It's a sportsman's paradise. It's all there. Yeah. With an abundance of spectacular scenery, wildlife, fascinating frontier heritage, and outdoor recreation. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Uh, I also wanted to know, because I was going to look up, we haven't done, like, events in a place in a while. Oh, There's yeah. really not, like, a ton going on. I think I might have kept it up, but I did want to note that I couldn't find Buffalo's little motto uh, uh, as like, a whole, but okay. I could find the state's the Wyoming's. Slogan. The mm-hmm. slogan, what have you. The state motto is equal rights. That's, that's it? You know what? that. But that's also the reaction I had. It says equal rights for calling that in 1869, Wyoming's constitution was the first such document to give equal voting and office holding rights to women. Wyoming. Well, it's okay what? because it's also oh. considered a reliably red state today. Oh. How far we've come. 
<sighs> you know <laughs> you know it's we've fallen so far from grace i don't i wish y'all could see my face when she said that too i she jumped <laughs> like oh wait no it's the weird do you know what meme i'm talking about the girl that's Pikachu? like oh like do you know what i'm talking about uh, i may have to see what oh, you're talking gosh. about i can't even think of a good example of it but right you know now. what look look where we came from look where we are every day we stray further from god's love <laughs> i guess i did keep the the uh what do you call them events up here okay which there's uh on october 28th if you're gonna go over to buffalo Ooh. wyoming there's pet-o-ween <gasps> like pet-o-ween so your pets can come wow cute. Uh, it's a little english bulldog puppy in a pumpkin costume it's so cute there's also <laughs> spooky science oh we've got winter and christmas sale <sighs> keep keep moving uh, full moon fort it's still september get out of here i don't know full moon fort is. oh it's happening on the 29th so the day that you're hearing this is it? yeah i think oh yeah it says tour after dark run if don't you walk dare. <laughs> like literally you only have a day you only have tonight you have a few hours to get there that's true sorry just over here burping what the heck oh man i'm sorry uh now I know darn good and well. Okay, I was like, I know I had a little bit more. My gosh. Uh, so I did on their website, the buffalowyoming.org, they had a little, you know, tab to go to the o- Occidental Hotel. Uh-huh. So, well, of course I did that. Uh, and it's a museum now? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. So it's like a living museum. It'll talk about it. It says the Museum of the Occidental Hotel, a living history frontier experience. Wow. In the summer of 1879, a group of travelers along the Bozeman Trail in north central Wyoming stopped for lunch along what was to become known as Clear Creek. It was also the future site of Buffalo. At the time, one of the travelers, Charles Buell from Wisconsin, cooked up a genuinely fine meal for his companions. Wonderful. I like how this is all (laughs) notable stuff. Later that day, as he traveled over to the recently opened Bozeman Trail, he liked what he saw and decided to settle along the same stream. Barely mm. set. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> I just said. I just mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, barely settled in, and with his tent pitched along this clear creek site, some hungry miners happened by. They asked if they might board with him a few days, and Buell agreed to put them up. They were miners weighed down with gold they had just recently found in the Big Horns, so Buell was well compensated for his efforts. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. In fact, they also needed some place to store their gold, and asked Buell somewhat naively, if there was a bank somewhere to keep safe their treasure. (laughs) What a bunch of dummies. Mm. Come on. Charles Buell, not one to miss an opportunity, took them to the back of his tent, (laughs) pulled back a buffalo robe that lay upon the ground, thereby revealing a deep hole. Oh, here is our (laughs) national bank. (laughs) The miners quickly deposited their money, and Buffalo's first bank was born. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Along with its first hotel and restaurant. Unbeknownst Excellent. to them, they were the investors of Buell's, uh, you know, uh, yeah. advent- venture capitalist oh my capitalism. God. Okay. Over the years, the Occidental was to have many partners and owners, but always it played a central role in the development of this new territory. The name of the town, here we go, was pulled out of a hat in the Occidental Saloon. Uh, Tom, yeah, Tom Horn, the famous Western outlaw, frequented frequented the saloon. Some of these things are hard when you can't breathe. Yeah, uh, and many writers and artists have stayed here over the years and made it their headquarters. 
Buell and his partner A.J. McRae made the hotel a permanent log structure in the fall of 1880. At this time, territorial meetings were held uh, in the north wing of the Occidental, and in 1881, the first meeting of the county commissioners was held here. For years, the Occidental hosted most of the major political, social, and cultural gatherings of Johnson County. The likes of Buffalo Bill Cody, Teddy Roosevelt, Owen Wister, or the Virginian that we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. (laughs) General Sheridan, and General Crook all grace her registers. Even though even the notorious Calamity Jane chose the Occidental as her headquarters when she came to Buffalo. Yep. Oh my gosh! Sorry. <laughs> Breathe. Oh my god. Because uh, you just did the Clue episode. I, did I clue. love Clue, guys. Uh, the Retro Club covered Clue. Uh, the Retro Club podcast covered Clue, which, as we all know by now, have to know by now, is one of my favorite all-time movies. Yes. And just Eileen Brennan trying to, like, <laughs> after she thought she drank poison, was like, oh, my God. And she's just, like, fanning herself. Here, fall into my arms. <laughs> I had to stop her screaming. So funny. Anyway, please go watch Clue. Please. I have the DVD. Message me and I'll mail it to you. I don't care. What? Huh? Uh, anyway, in 1895 and 1912, major floods took large part of the Occidental downstream. No. Yikes, bye. <laughs> uh, rebuilt and added on to several times, it finally grew to be a block long with brick and mortar additions in 1903, 1908, and 1910. Uh, now, jumping back, in 1890, rooms were $2.50 a day. A uh, day? Mm-hmm. Golly. And meals were served around the clock. There was a full-service bar, card and billiard rooms, a barbershop, and a lobby that provided a grand meeting place for all who came to Buffalo. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah. That 250's going somewhere. Yeah. Only in later years did the Occidental fall on hard times. Several attempts were made to revive her, and the Smith family, which had long since taken over ownership, kept the establishment going by renting rooms out to locals. Margaret Smith also saved everything about the Occidental's history and activities over the years. This was later to become extremely important. In the fall of 1997, John and Don Wexo and Zoe Dawson, who was Don's daughter, came to town and bought the Occidental with their promise to the Smiths to bring her back to her former glory as the preeminent social and cultural meeting place of Buffalo. The Wexos have turned major part of turned what major parts of the hotel into a living history museum, <laughs> and they have worked diligently to restore the Occidental to its 1910 era condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Occidental is open to the public with fine accommodations and a restaurant and bar. A yikes! Uh, I I don't know why. I that's that's what I had, but this that history. This time, I'll be honest, I'll be the first to tell you that sometimes our history gets pretty dry, uh-huh. uh, but I did, ah, sorry, there's a fuzzy in my face. <laughs> I saw that. Um, sometimes the history does, in fact, get pretty dry, but this one I thought was funny. I kept up with it. It was written in a way that, like, I have bad retention skills. I suck at reading, mm-hmm. uh, but this one, you know, I, fo- I followed right along. Sometimes I'm reading the history and I get lost in the sauce and, like, not in a good way. <laughs> Um, but I liked, I liked that one. So <laughs> doesn't, I know. Um, but there wasn't anything, you know, leading into like ghosty stuff. So mm-hmm. other than, well, I don't know. Other than like the notable people, like what was it? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid weren't <laughs> the stop. Yeah. Old Butch. <laughs> um, Calamity Jane, people like that. Like it seems like some, uh, rough and tumble people. Oh yeah. So let's hear. Let tell me about. It. Tell me about. 
Oh, I guess I will. Okay. We'll see how I do. I'm probably going to just like struggle for real. Oh, good. All right. All right. So I came across a couple of websites that cover the haunted history, as well as a few YouTube videos. Now, some of the YouTube videos, most of the YouTube videos were uh, disappointing. I feel like you didn't really catch much. But also, no one's investigated it recently that has been posting on like YouTube or something. Because all the videos I found, the most recent was like three years ago. And it seemed to be like 10 to 11 years ago was its height like heyday for paranormal investigations okay so there's that to consider but the first website uh i'm gonna cover these websites first and the first one i'm gonna talk about is y95country.com <laughs> oh it's like a radio station wonderful laramie count uh country radio is the name of the station okay and this was published in 2018 and it says, Haunted 307, the historic Occidental Hotel in Buffalo. Happy October. <laughs> Wonderful. This October? Well, no, no obviously. It wouldn't be this October. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip their little intro. They're just saying, to start off spooky season, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Occidental has a rich history, having been founded in its original form, 1880. Uh-huh. We know you told us all these people, Calamity Jane, Butch Cassidy. However, the Occidental's most famous residence... May have never checked out. Uh, While historians dispute whether or not the hotel ever served as a brothel. I mean, didn't they all? I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. Many employees say proudly that it was, using the scuffed up stairs around the back of the building as evidence. It's so and that one of the brothel's residents never checked out. Mm. Wait a minute. Wait, hopefully not one of the ladies. Because that, to me, makes me feel like something bad happened to her. And I hope she sticks around and just, like, any man that decides to come through. Well, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get okay. to it. Okay. I like how the back stairs are scuffed up. Must be a brothel. Yeah, they weren't like, going through the front door. They were sneaking in. I guess. The most commonly reported apparition is that of a young girl affectionately referred to by the staff as Emily. That's a good ghost name. Yeah. Legend has it that she was the daughter of a sex worker operating out of the Bordello suite in the hotel. Accounts say she passed away of cholera in the early 1900s. She is described as waifishly thin with long dark hair and a white gown. I don't want to sound stupid, but what is cholera? A disease? I don't know. <laughs> well, no, because I thought that was something that just affected babies and, I mean, I guess I could have been the one to look this up so you didn't have to stray from your notes. Well. But I feel, I thought that was something that just affected babies and stuff. Are you thinking of colic? Oh, probably. Okay. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> Cholera is a bacterial disease causing severe diarrhea and dehydration, usually spread in water. So they're drinking dirt water. Uh, <laughs> and they got so sick. So she died of dysentery. Yeah. I wonder what the difference between dysentery and cholera is maybe she didn't poop herself to death maybe she just kept throwing up dehydration, dehydration. Yeah. yeah well yeah well don't i feel foolish now i feel real dumb <laughs> oh well but yeah she's super thin with long dark hair and a white gown hello the ring oh yeah <laughs> yucky emily is said to be a very mischievous spirit often playing pranks on guests of the hotel Witnesses have reported feeling a small hand tapping on their shoulder or pulling at the bottom of their shirts, only to turn around and see no one. I don't want to make it sad, but I feel like that makes sense to me because 
um, I don't know, you think about, I don't know why my mind goes to Hocus Pocus when <laughs> Emily, Emily, yeah, Emily, there we go. Yeah. When Emily is in the, like, I mean, I guess she wasn't really sick, but in the afterlife, she's this vibrant young child again. Yeah. And like poor Emily here dies from cholera. She was extreme, like, you know, fatally dehydrated and the diarrhea and the throwing up and all that stuff. Yeah. All the orifices. Uh, so, I mean, like her as a, I'm guessing she didn't grow up in the best conditions and maybe wasn't healthy right. really at any time. So in her afterlife, she's like a very playful, exuberant child. Like, I don't know. Now she gets to be playful and play with people in the afterlife. Yeah. There's another part about her that'll probably make you sad. So, oh, so wait, so am I on to some, I, I don't know if I'm on to something, maybe. but. She'll- I like to make myself feel things. <laughs> okay. I don't feel a lot anymore. <laughs> oh, my. She's also appeared standing at the foot of beds throughout the hotel. The closer the room is to the bordello suite at the end of the long hallway lined with historical artifacts, the more often Emily is likely to appear. This, the person who wrote this article, which their name is Debbie Cobb. Mm-hmm. She went and stayed there and said, when I stayed at the Occidental, the room I stayed in was called the Prairie Cowboy Suite. It was two doors down from the bordello with only a small break room between the two suites. I was told as I checked in that the break room was thought to have been Emily's room and in fact where she passed away from cholera. Mm-hmm. Other reports of the Occidental's less than alive guests include several cowboys and even one profession one profession that President Teddy Roosevelt can still be seen getting ready for a fishing trip in the upstairs library. Interesting. So he just uh, comes to visit. Vacations <laughs> yeah. over to his Wyoming. Ghost. Yeah, his ghost. Well, wait, isn't he? Fr- Teddy Roosevelt was the one with the big old mustache and the... I believe so. Okay, yeah. he looks like he'd be from Wyoming, <laughs> honestly. She said, I remember attempting to walk down the hall after the lights went out at 10, and while I didn't see any apparitions, I did feel a sense of unease stemming from the mannequins and historical quilts lining the walls, casting eerie shadows. I always sense unease from mannequins. Freaking same, man. So that was the end of that article. Okay. The next article I'm going to cover is from CowboyStateDaily.com. All right. And... It says, at Wyoming's historic Occidental Hotel, the ghosts get into bed with you. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Uh. And this was written, like, just a couple weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's up to date. It says, those who work at the historic Occidental Hotel in Buffalo have heard guests tell a lot of spooky stories about their stay, and not just its famous ghost child, Emily. There's one ghost who gets into bed with you while you're sleeping. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if it is a residual haunting that makes sense night night (laughs) scoot over many have told and retold the tale of emily a small child who died of cholera in the early 1900s who is said to haunt the halls to this day but the employees who work in the occidental hotel can tell about a lot more ghostly encounters than just emily uh one of them is quoted saying his name is joel mara he said sometimes i think things move here um mara is from italy but he's been working at the Occidental this summer and plans to return home soon. Interesting. Okay. He said, I have my earplugs in listening to music while I'm cleaning, and then it's like something's moving or the chairs have strange shadows with the tail of the eye while I'm cleaning. 
with the tail of the eye while I'm cleaning. I think that may just be a translation error. Maybe. Um, he sees something out of his peripheral. Uh, yeah. And yeah. sometimes I think it's the the clerk coming to check on me because she does that sometimes. But when I look, no one is there. Mm-hmm. Mira said when that happens, he just pretends he didn't see anything. <laughs> he says, I go right back to cleaning and thank God I work with my headphones. This way I don't hear anything else other than music. <laughs> oh, okay. So when they do come up and sneak up on you and get you, you'll just never know. Pretty much. All right, so Penny Ramirez is a waitress at the incredibly busy uh, Busy Bee Cafe, (laughs) which is right next to the hotel and is part of the string of businesses and the block that make up the Occidental Row. She has at times stepped through what felt like cobwebs at the hotel, except there's no cobwebs there. Yuck. That would be an awful feeling. She's a wheeze. Oh, that reminds me of last night. Mm -hmm. Um. I had actually just cleaned off the stove and like we made dinner, cleaned off the stove again. Uh, We went to go take our dog out to go to the bathroom Uh and I saw like my cats like to jump on things they're not supposed to jump onto and they leave little tufts of fur around. Right. And I thought one of my cats had jumped on the stove because I saw a tuft of fur on it and I said, ew. And I was like inches away from grabbing it and stopped and realized it was a spider had made a web on the yeah and there was the little spider in the middle i said what so i had to follow it with an envelope to try to get it on the envelope and then ran outside it was very scary Mm. Uh, but i almost just grabbed it because i was like oh it's just some fur it was a web my god yuck all right so ramirez says usually it's on a friday i think it's all the energy from that jam session because it's almost always on fridays <laughs> the Thursday night jam sessions brings musicians from all over for a bluegrass session that lasts until 9:30 p.m. The sounds from the jam session can be clearly heard all over the Occidental Hotel. That would kind of suck. Yeah, <laughs> if you honestly weren't into it, I guess. One time after a jam session, Ramirez came into the hotel lobby and she could hear a key go ding on the piano that's sitting in front of the hotel desk. Okay. At first, she thought she was mistaken and thought it might be someone's cell phone until it happened again. When she asked a coworker whether there was any kind of digital alarm or something that might make that dinging sound, she was told there was nothing like that in the lobby. Later, she had a nightmare about being upstairs in the hotel where she was running frantically and scared to death. Yikes. Why? Yucky. But that wasn't the creepiest thing that happened, Ramirez said. So there's one of those, they call it a spirit box that you can download on your phone. I assume something like Ghost Yeah. One of the girls had it on her phone and we were asking questions like, hey, who are you? And I thought I heard it say Richard. Then it made a popping noise really loud on both the phone and on the radio. And that was enough of that. The girls turned the <laughs> app off and stopped asking oh, who was there. Grow up. <laughs> When that hasn't stopped, but that hasn't stopped ghostly encounters, Ramirez said, since then she's heard someone call her name in the saloon, even though no one was there. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Um, there's a new ghost in town. Okay. I mean, they got to start somewhere. I, I guess. guess. Vanessa Van, who works in the bar, has seen bottles of whiskey and wine pop off the shelves or pop their corks. Which we've heard about that before, actually, at a bar here in town. We were hoping to get a glimpse of. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. She said that uh, that's the weirdest thing that just happened the other day. She's also seen glasses break for no reason. She said, I've seen a wine glass where someone just set up to pour some wine and it breaks just like that. 
Which, like, can happen, but that is weird. Yeah. Nancy Leonard, meanwhile, who was a desk clerk, was told a new ghost story recently, and it's one she's never heard before while at the hotel. She said, this husband and wife were in the Herbert Hoover room, and they ended up smelling a lady's perfume, but she doesn't, the wife doesn't wear any perfume. Okay. We've ran to that before, smelling. Oh, yeah, like a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. Later that night, they each felt someone slide into the bed between them while they were facing each other in bed. (laughs) Yuck. Yeah. When they checked out, they told me that story. Uh, Lenhart, Leonard, I think, I don't know how you say it. Here's the most ghost stories about the Prairie Cowboy Room. So if you're looking to stay. Isn't that the one that's closest to the bordello? I believe so, yeah. That's what the... the, uh, in not investigator but the other um from the radio station yeah mm-hmm. in the world yeah She's, reporter yeah she said i heard someone telling how his wife was sleeping but he woke up for no reason and he heard something and then he thought he saw like a whoosh or something like a spirit go by <laughs> <laughs> i love when people like directly translate mm-hmm. he didn't want to wake up his wife because he'd end up at his in-laws <laughs> Wait, he so, didn't want to. Oh, because she'd be mad. I see, and, yeah. I see. So he just stayed quiet in the bedroom. <laughs> My gosh! All right. So there's a picture here. A bunch of letters. This is the sweetest thing. Children of guests at the Occidental sometimes write letters for the ghost of Emily, a child who reportedly died there. So one of this on here it says, "Dear Emily, I love your orange cats. They're very cute." I have a cat back at home named Tabby, but she's brown with stripes. I think you would like her. Come visit me. Oh, my gosh. This other one, it says, obviously, the mom and dad wrote it for the child. It says, dear Emily, I love you. I love the way you meow. I love the way you walk. Emily (laughs) says, I love my ears. Thank you for letting me play with you, Sophia. Uh, Oh. That's. (laughs) Goodness gracious. All right, so there have been... This is completely unrelated. I have somebody, a coworker, uh-huh. who is getting a cat, I think. Uh-huh. Gosh, who is it? Oh, no, a coworker found a cat. She doesn't know if she's going to keep it yet or not, but she got this cat, right? Uh-huh. And I feel like, given what you just said and what I'm about to say, hopefully you'll... I didn't even read this, but mm-hmm. um, she was like, I'm trying to decide because everybody's got, like, fruit names for their animals here. I said... <laughs> Like, other than Kiwi Who. Uh, and I feel like there's somebody, but I can't think of who. Uh-huh. Anyway, she's like, I wanted to come up with the fruit, so I thought about naming her, or him, I don't know if it's a boy or girl, Mango. Oh, yeah, oh, I no. said, don't do that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, I don't know. Apparently, there's a book. I never actually read it. Oh, if you want to just, like, ruin yourself, I guess. If you've ever owned a, a pet and they've passed away, um... This book really hits home, especially if it's happened recently, because that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, it's called A Mango-Shaped Space. Yes. It's, what, about a girl who has uh, synesthesia. synesthesia and synesthesia, whatever, where sounds have colors. Like, she can actually, and this is a real thing, people can see colors associated with sounds, mm-hmm. and the meow of her cat was a mango color. Yeah, it was like mango puffs. Yeah. Everyone so, thought she called him that because of his orange eyes, but it was because of his mango puff sh- shaped meows. Right. So now a mango shaped space there. That's all you need. 
yep. Anyway, I mean, yeah, that's not. It's not just about the cat. There's more to it. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, go read that and cry. Still haven't read it. Maybe I will. Who knows? All right. Going on, there have been touches in the bar and sometimes even pinches. Others have heard a ball bouncing in the upstairs hallway or a girl laughing. A the latter was probably Emily Ramirez says. Mm-hmm. So this is the. <laughs> the sad thing so about the cat like your cat is cute it's yeah. because there's a stuffed orange tabby cat that's kept near the room where emily died this is thought to help keep her particular spirit happy this girl is said to have had an orange tabby cat when she was alive so people have brought stuffed cats and like hand-sewn orange cats and left it in her room so you can find cats all over the hotel because they make Emily happy. You know, sometimes little kid ghosts aren't terrible. Like in this They're case, not. it's fine and it is sad. Mm-hmm. Children have left notes to Emily in that same room. Many of those notes appear to be talking directly to Emily about how much fun it was playing with her. Ramirez finds those notes a little disquieting. <laughs> Fair. Ramirez remembered two Asian girls who came to work at the hotel one summer. Uh, can you say that? That sounds weird. Yeah, okay. I believe so. Uh, they, uh, yeah, if they're Asian. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Everything. Listen, uh, I know. You gotta worry about everything, but like it, I guess be mindful. I don't know. I feel yeah. like that one's fine. They each separately recounted a story about seeing a girl hiding behind a door and trying to play hide and seek with them. Mm-hmm. They told their story separately, not knowing about the other one's stories. They did not want to clean that room after that. Then there was an incident in room 56 where an old time heavy iron was sitting in a particular corner of the room. A hotel guest laying in bed heard the iron move across the floor. Which... Now, we I know what that heavy iron is. The guy uses a doorstop sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would sit it in the coals of a fire mm-hmm. to heat it up and then use that to iron, iron your clothes. Yeah. Uh, that thing does not move easy. No. Anyway, he said the first I time... I like I was there. Just our gra- <laughs> like our grandparents had it. They said the first time it happened, the first time the guest put it back. But then he heard it move again, so he just told the spirit, "Really, it's okay there if you if you're fine with it there," and then said goodnight. <laughs> well, at least he's understanding. And Leonard isn't afraid of the hotel's ghost. She said these are protective spirits. Recounting a story about how one guy left in the middle of the night because Emily kept bouncing on his bed. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh God, I didn't see this last note. What? The man left in the middle of the night because Emily kept bouncing on the bed, right? I thought that was the end of it. Yeah. There's one more sentence that I missed. Okay. The folks at the Occidental later learned that man was a wanted felon. Oh. Hello? My, my, my. (laughs) Renee, what are you... (laughs) That's who wrote the story. What are you... Renee. (laughs) My God. Okay, so... I went to the YouTubes looking for some videos because I want to see this with mine own eyes. First of all, one of the things I learned very quickly, if you're going to go investigate this place, she creaky and old. Every step, (laughs) not just the stairs, but the hallway, it's like when you're walking. So Mm -hmm. keep that in mind. Gosh. First of all, I didn't watch it, but there is an episode on the Travel Channel. It's a show called The Dead Files. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. All right, season two, episode 20, it's called Bloodlust. It's about this Occidental Hotel. Spooky. 
Okay, so the first video I want to cover um, is, I only covered two, really. And the first one I want to talk about, really nothing happened in his video. It was very short, and he says he didn't get anything. He didn't investigate, really. So he, he said that um, he set up some orange cats in Emily's room, positioned them around the bed, and pointed an infrared camera at it. Okay. And then he had something, I've never seen this before, but it was like a music box sensor. Oh. I'm going to play it for you so you can hear it. Okay. All I could see on it, it was engraved with PMB. So I assume it's something music box. Paranormal, Paranormal music probably. box, yeah. Um, so what it does is it's got a sensor in the front of it when you point it a certain direction. And if something moves in front of that sensor, it plays the music. Okay, creepy. Which, yeah, and if you want to hear this music, I'll go ahead and pull it up. I think I put the timestamp because, yeah, I didn't want to go fishing. Yeah. Um, let me pull this up. I believe my sound is turned down, so that's good. Um, I should have had it queued up already. Since that's all right. Let's go back. I have to, like, I have to iPad kid cough is what I've been saying lately. Oh, my I'm God. I'm not going to, but all right, I've I really got it. have to. I got it pulled up. <clears throat> There's the infrared camera, and I'm just going to let it scan over here. So let's turn it on. That's the floor creaking. It should play in a minute. Okay. What? Maybe go off on filming this. So I'm gonna walk over here. This is where I'm gonna be sleeping. But yeah, and then he'll move and in front of it. No doorway here. I mean, there's a doorway. There's. I could close this door, but I'm gonna leave this door open. Come on, sir. The infrared camera <laughs> going. The cat's here. Now watch what happens. If you could probably get closer. Yeah. If, if someone has to. So this will have to. So he has to walk in front of it, and it flashes a light and plays this music. See, if I go back and forth, once I break this barrier, it'll play. So. And also, do you hear how creaky the floor is? Also, it's shaped like a coffin. (laughs) Straight up. Oh, I guess it. That's, I mean, odd. Which, that makes me feel a little bit better because I was picturing, like, an old-timey music box where, like, the little ballet dancer comes up and I just pictured this little ballet dancer spinning while that creepy... No. You know, tritonal melody is it's playing. It's flat, black, shaped almost like a coffin, and like the mechanism sits on top and it just rolls. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like if we were any kind of smart, we could make one of those, but I'm not any kind of smart, so mm, we're not, yeah. I'm not making one of those. Anyway, so that's the only reason I want to pull up his video, because he said he slept through the night, nothing woke him up. He didn't, like, talk about what the infrared caught at all. He was just like, well, nothing woke me up in the middle of the night, so it's not haunted. Bye, guys. Oh, I was like, what, okay. sir? <laughs> so, yeah, that sucked. But there was one other video I watched. This one is about five years old. And it's by an uh, investigation group called Wyoming Area Spirit Posse or WASP. Okay, that's, I was <laughs> like, what's the acronym? Yeah, everyone's, good acronym. everybody. <laughs> Okay, um, theirs just kind of jumps right in with re- no real explanation. Which we've talked about before. I 
in fact do appreciate some description yeah that's not necessarily true there was some there was a little bit of an introduction i should say that and it was a big group of people so i don't know if wasp was with another larger group most likely i can't imagine there's that many people in their investigative group yeah um so they were using a spirit box most of the the video. And it's not very long. I want to say it was like 15 minutes. They really just pulled the highlights, which we also kind of appreciate sometimes. Yeah. So they were using a spirit box in what they called the bordello room. Okay. And at some point, because the bordello room, they think it was running a brothel, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, the spirit box did say, Madam. Okay. Which makes tracks. sense, yeah. And later it sounded like it said go F yourself, like full on oh, phrase. Okay. And they were like, Wow. <laughs> and then at one point, this will come back later. At one point, one of the guys, he was an older guy, I think he was part of their group. He's just being silly. The group was kind of a silly group. Think Waverly Hills. Oh, I had a feeling you were gonna say <laughs> something like that. All right, so this guy, he's like they're talking about the bordello and stuff. Um, he says, well, I got $50 in my pocket. Do you have change? And it sounded like, okay, so in real time, they didn't hear anything. But they had a REM pod sitting in the bordello room that went off when he asked that. Okay. And like, do you have change? And it's like, wee. And everyone started laughing. They're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. She, she's, you know, money talks. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are sex workers and... You know, it, it for the time i'm yeah, sure right they're right. like 50 dollars. and they said we <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, the alarm, bro. what happened later when they went back and watched the video footage the voice recorder footage and enhanced that um before the rem pod goes off or as it's going off i'm not sure it all happened really quick um he says i have 50 dollars in my pocket do you have change you hear yeah i've got change like the uh, whole phrase. Okay. What? Nobody said anything in the first video. The only thing when he said, "Do you have change?" One of the other girls like snort laughed and was like, <laughs> "Like yeah." <laughs> which See, that you cannot get. Yeah, I've got change out of that. Right. This is a good example of like you always got to be on your guard when you're investigating because they could catch something dumb mm-hmm. and you're gonna get a paranormal experience in that moment where you're snort laughing or saying like I just farted guys like sorry <laughs> yeah. not that that's ever happened to anybody in this group ever we don't do that <laughs> no definitely not we've not cut that at all from our recording <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah they didn't everyone reacted to the REM pod they all went oh and started laughing but i feel like if they would have heard a voice say yeah i've got change like somebody would have recalled i said yeah i've got change right or laughed at that joke or something you know but when you watched it from the video camera you don't hear it at all it's in the voice recorder okay so that was we like that weird yeah and that whole phrase so weird that whole interaction that just like simultaneous boom 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 and it was fast it was a really quick interaction um Anyway, when they were, they're still using the REM pod. They're still using the spirit box. And at some point, it sounded like the spirit box said, slut. Hey, no. And then it said, someone, I th- one of the girls in the room was like, oh, are you calling me a slut? What the heck? And it said, rude, mean. Uh-uh. The spirit box did. And they're like, what the heck? Like, You're the one being rude and mean. You're the one saying bad words. Right. 
So this was earlier in their investigation. It wasn't caught on camera. And I didn't come across it. You didn't come across it. So they did put in their notes. They're like, we're trying to determine the validity of this story. But they said earlier in the investigation, they were told about a man named Frederick who died by hanging. Yeah, I I was kind of hoping I would come across some, you know, deaths in the time because that's where mm-hmm. a lot of this starts to come from. But I didn't. I, I obviously could have looked for more, but I thought what I had was good. I just thought it was odd that there was no tragedies. Right. I, mean, I guess the floods, but yeah, nothing like that. Well, they told a story about a man named Frederick who died by hanging, and they were going to do more research on it to see if it was true, but they went ahead and posted this in the video because when they brought up Frederick, they started asking about Frederick. Uh, the spirit box said noose. Oh, okay. So, I, I mean, even if whether it's true or not, they heard that story and they got that response that's pretty, mm-hmm. you know, on the nose. And the last thing they brought up... They had two different cameras end up shutting off at the same time while they were recording. And the same time that that happened, one of the investigators said they heard footsteps. And when they were all like, oh, where'd you hear the footsteps? A utility door and a cabinet door in the break room, which would be Emily's room, if you recall from the last article, Mm -hmm. opened. So a lot of like... Again, a lot of crap happening at the same time. These doors opened. Their cameras, they tried to get to work. They kept flickering on and off uh, during the rest of the investigation. And it kept showing the wrong dates. Oh, okay. Like the dates kept changing. That's weird. Yeah, I didn't it's like It's giving very that. grave encounter yes. vibes. Yeah. Well, because I saw in the corner of the video, it said like January 2016. I'm like, but this video was just uploaded five years ago. Yeah. Um. Right? That's not five years ago. No. no, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I was like, well, that's confusing. But um, I didn't really come across a lot more. I did watch a couple other YouTube videos. Very minor stuff. People feeling cold spots. Um, temperature shifts and changes and things like that. But... I mean, that's still pretty... Like, especially the stuff in the second video is still pretty... I don't know. I think good evidence... Yeah, even though it wasn't, and we say this, we've said this before, especially when it comes to our own investigations, when we kind of come back bummed, the stuff you see on TV shows, they are there for days, if not weeks, gathering this stuff. Yeah. It doesn't happen all in one night. So the fact that they got to do a tour for just, I assume, a couple of hours at best, and they got all of that, that's That's pretty pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, It it reminds me of like the uh, Rotary Jail how we were not there that long. No. And we got some weird Maybe an stuff. hour. We got some weird stuff while we were there. Oh, yeah. And it, it felt pretty almost defeatist in the moment. Like, it felt like nothing had really happened. Oh, yeah. We left feeling like we're going to have to find another place to go. <laughs> yeah. And it ended up being, like, one of our mentionable um, places. Yeah, we've got our EVPs up on our Patreon from that place. Like, some really weird EVPs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Buffalo. That's all we got. Yay. That's the end of the alphabet. Of the United <laughs> States. Oh, to be uh, continued? No, probably not. <laughs> we'll find something new to do. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, in a perfect world, we would have the flexibility to travel, travel yeah. and go places frequently enough to have somewhere once a week. 
but with right. life the way that it is right now, that is not the case. We'll still find now there may not be rhyme or reason now, but we'll still find places for you. Yeah. In addition to locations that we're able to go to this, this month, I don't know. These next few weeks might get a little wonky because for the millionth time, I'm going to mention that my wedding is coming up soon. That's throwing, like, I'm excited for it. Cool. Very excited for the honeymoon. I think I'm more excited for that. Than <laughs> the just wedding. a break. Yeah. Yeah. Just a break of vacation, honestly. Um, but that's going to, I don't know, cut into like two or three of our episodes. So, yeah, yeah. um, we're doing our best to keep you guys to have stuff planned and, ready but yeah if we fall short just know i am relaxing and enjoy myself so (laughs) uh well and maddie too i guess i don't know i'm also Uh taking vacation like same almost the same time yeah that's true so So, yeah we're both just gonna be checked out i don't know (laughs) i know we're gonna we're gonna try to get you some content ready but we shall see what happens Mm -hmm. um and then next week is the first of the month Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, but before that, I guess I do have, because we need to record this before, beforehand too, uh, my Patreon, Patreon. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're not a donor, Patreon, you can donate as little as a dollar a month. You get our Patreon content, which now includes, because we don't get to go to as many locations as we would like, it now includes some bonus episodes from me and Megan. Yeah. Mine covering like the gambit of crypto cryptids and conspiracies uh-huh uh and megan's true crime so you can pick and choose what you like and don't like i know some people say they're a little too squeamish for you know true, true crime. crime yeah so pick and choose as you will but it also includes any evidence we have found in past uh locations investigations things yeah. like that yeah uh, which also I said we were going to mention it later, but it doesn't matter. You're listening. You listen. You're one of our my most frequent listeners now. It's one of my coworkers actually. Uh, Nadia is a new Patreon donor, Yay. and I super appreciate it. I feel like you always tell me how much you're listening to. Like you'll tell me when we're at work. You're like, I don't know whether to talk, listen to you in real life or listen to the podcast, Kelsey. And like I'm, not, I don't know. I'm not a very excitable person. I'm not a very anything i don't know i'm yeah. not i'm barely a person right but like i do really appreciate you being as supportive of it as you are mm. um yeah we both really appreciate it it's nice thank you yeah, sorry yeah. i don't sound more excited again not no. very excitable and also feeling ill <laughs> yeah we're we're both sick which again nadia listening you know that yeah. um but we do we do really appreciate it and like i enjoy the feedback and mm-hmm some feedback that i've gotten like from her from other people throughout this whole time recording this podcast is people we hope that you like the little like segues that we take throughout the episode because people have said that it's kind of like just sitting and like hanging out with your friends friends, like we have you've gotten that note too yeah not even trying to like you know pat ourselves on the back but if that's the kind of content you like that's what we're gonna give you you're Mm -hmm. we're just gonna sit here and talk like you're here we're yeah. not trying to make it awkward. We're not very scripted. No, no. If you can't, <laughs> I'm surprised you couldn't tell. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's all I've got. Yeah. So next we've got first. If you're a donor, we'll have my Patreon episode on the first. Then we have a first of the month episode, which, like I said, because life is wild, we will see what that holds. We're working on it. Working on it. And then we'll go from there. All right. And then yeah, after the 
Hopefully, we will also be announcing what we're doing next now that the alphabet's over. I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we're done. I guess this is it. Okay. No. <laughs> no, we'll figure it out. All right. See you next week. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsotheysaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsotheysaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.